The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. By the way, I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and I am excited about this show today. We're going to continue in our quest to help you be the best in sales, business, and life. And this today's topic is going to do this exact same thing. The topic is forget patience, less sell to top executives. And we've covered everything regarding sales, and we have a whole lot more to cover, but there's one topic, one theme I want to constantly revisit because I believe if you hear it from enough people, you might believe it's true. But as we've identified before, one of the common fears of many sales and business professionals is really whether or not to approach a top-level executive in a major corporation when they're attempting to win them as a client. We also have a tendency to wrestle with exactly how do you approach that type of individual. And because of that fear, we have a tendency to take the path of least resistance and we'll initiate our, our contact at a lower level with lower level individuals because it feels safer to do so. Now, if we take that approach, what normally will happen is a longer sales cycle and also you're going to have lower margins because the lower level people's job is to, they keep their job by showing the company how much they save them, whether it's in the best interest of the company or not. And what I found with working with top level executives, they have a tendency to look more long term and they're looking for a return on the investment. They don't mind making more of an investment as long as they can see the return. So who we have today with us, uh, my guest is Bill Bundy. And Bill is a dynamic leader and president of Trendway Corporation. And they are a growing force to be reckoned with in the office furniture industry. It's also called contract furniture. And what Bill's going to do is he's going to share with us from a senior executive's viewpoint what it takes to be successful in business, what it takes to be successful in sales, and also the best approach to get the attention of a top executive. Now, what I want to do very quickly is just give you a brief snapshot of, of Bill Bundy. Bill is currently the president and CEO of Trendway Corporation, and he was appointed in 2008. His industry experience includes five years with Trendway, where he led operations, product management, engineering, and customer care as executive vice president. And prior to joining Twin Trendway, he held various leadership roles with Herman Miller, for 15 years that included senior vice president of Miller SQA and earlier positions in logistics and supply management. Prior to joining the office furniture industry, he was with John Deere for 10 years, and Bill holds two engineering degrees from Ohio State University. Bill, welcome to our show. 
Ty, it's great to be here. I hope there are other Buckeyes out there listening. How's that, huh? <laughs> okay, there you go. Now, go ahead and start something on my show between Ohio and Michigan. But, hey, that, that's, that's par for the course. I, I hear that from both sides. And, I, and, by the way, there are some Ohio Buckeyes listening. I already know no, that. It's Ohio State Buckeyes. Excuse me, Ohio <laughs> State. Let me get it correct. You got I stand it. corrected. Thank you. Thank you. Ty, well, it's great for, to join you. It's great to join well, you. Man, well, I was I was really excited when you say you'd be able to be on the show because I have enjoyed working with you over the years, and I thought you had something to say that my audience really needs to hear. But what I like to do first is just kind of give us a little bit of your your background in the business world. Well, I think my uh, my business life started when I was about fourteen years old when I uh, knocked on doors to see if I could mow people's lawns and promise them there wouldn't be a blade of grass on the sidewalk or the driveway and that's when I first started working and working in a meat market two blocks from where I grew up in East Central Ohio. And then it was off to college and engineering, and John Deere was a great 10-year run. And I really got involved in selling very early at uh, Herman Miller. While I had jobs in supply management and uh, logistics, I was a very frequently requested host for customers that would come to Herman Miller I think part of it was being in supply management, also known as purchasing. I could kind of relate a bit to um, what the folks who were coming to see Herman Miller might be interested in. But while I've never held sales in my job title, I've been involved in selling for the last 20 years. Right, right. And, you know, know, I have quite a few business owners who uh, would not – we're never in sales in particular, but my thought is everybody's in sales. Absolutely. I don't care what position you, you hold, if you are an installer, if you are an attorney, everybody's selling. That's right. You know, because we have to influence decisions. And right. I'm, just, I'm just curious, what has contributed to your success, success in moving up with your various companies? <laughs> well, working with a whole lot of great people. You know, no one does anything by themselves, but I really grew up with a strong work ethic. You know, work hard, do the very best you can, be respectful and responsive in everything you do, do what you say you're going to do, and, um, you know, I've never never in my life had a goal. I never thought about the next job. I thought about the current job, and I've been blessed to uh, move along. In my career, both Deere and Miller and Trenway, so I, I think it's working with people to achieve goals that are clearly defined, that uh, kind of stretch folks, get results, and um, and it can happen. You know, it's it's. Um, I didn't advance in my work tie because I had some scheme. Mm-hmm. Do a good job uh, for employees and customers and. And I've been very, very, very blessed to uh, have some really uh, fun roles in my uh, 20, I don't know, now it's about 35 years since I left uh, Ohio State back in the 70s. Integrity, uh, responsiveness, uh, respectfulness, and getting results, I think. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned just now, you mentioned responsiveness, and I got to tell you, that's, that's one of the greatest things I appreciate uh, about you. I work with a lot of really big organizations, and everybody's busy today. Uh, but one of the things I'll say about you is if I call you, and, and we've been working together a few years now, yeah. but the thing that always amazes me is 
if I call you, it doesn't matter if you on if you're stateside or in the Middle East. I'll get a call back from you within 30 minutes to an hour. And that blows my mind because I know how busy you are. I know you're conducting busy uh, business. Tell, tell us about that, that. How, what causes that? What co- I mean, why are you like that? And how has that trait contributed to your success, being that responsive? I mean, because I'm not a customer. A lot of people would, and we have a, a strong business relationship, but most people would consider me a vendor, a supplier. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. You're responsive. So talk to us about that. Well, first, uh, first you're a person. Uh, the fact that you're a person is uh, is more important than you're a vendor or, or a customer or what have you. But I would tell you, Ty, I, every phone call I get, I'm not quite that responsible. And if I get a call from someone I don't know, it's kind of vague about what they're calling about, I'll get back to them within 24 hours, which to many people is incredibly responsive. But the core of my commitment to responsiveness is, is I think one of the most frustrating things we all experience every day in our lives is the frustration of waiting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And waiting is especially frustrating when you know someone is waiting for you. And I personally commit to, uh, to return phone calls in a timely way because that person's wanting something, needing something, and I want to satisfy that. I, want, I don't want them to wait. And in our world of technology with smartphones and iPads and all of that stuff, you'd think their responsiveness would be actually better than ever before. And I think it's actually slipped in the last number of years. So there's one, the commitment to get back to a person that when they've left me a message with a question, a need to talk, they're waiting. And I personally also like to get that return phone call off my list so I don't think about, you know, i got to call Ty, i got to call Ty, i got to call Ty. I call you and I can take care of that and get back to what, something else I'm concentrating on without that distraction of, oh, i got to call Ty, i got to call Ty. And I've also learned that when you've got a call from someone that might have an issue that might be a little bit contentious, putting it off just makes it worse. The anxiety of returning that phone call is far worse than just getting it done and dealing with it. And the way I fit return calls is just fit them in. I can be walking to a meeting at Trendway, and you've been in our factory. I, I walk when it's a good exercise, interact with people, but in a 10-minute walk, I can return two phone calls. <laughs> okay. They're done. So it's a personal commitment to be responsive. It's um, one, for the person that's waiting and two, I, that, that, that thing is then off my list. I've taken care of that commitment. Does that help? That's, that's excellent. And you just also threw in a little caveat about managing your time. Yeah. You know, so there's no dead space. While you were walking, <laughs> while you're driving someplace, you can conduct and, and, and handle the business as well. Yeah, I call it, you know, sometimes people say, Bill, how do you get it all done? Well, you just fit it in. Just fit it in. Because if you think about it, there are so many times during the day that you can just fit it in. <laughs> okay. Know? Right, right. And, you know, we're going to talk about this in, in greater detail, but can you share a story where that has helped you uh, in business, whether it was with because uh, I know you have suppliers all over the world and you have customers all over the world. 
uh, either from a customer standpoint, can you share where being that responsive uh, was was beneficial or profitable? Well, I can tell you one that happened. It, it, it was more than just a phone call. I was called uh, sometime in February, just before we had our dealer trip in uh, Punta Cana. If I could drive to Columbus, Ohio on a Wednesday and have dinner with a, a lady that's leaving a dealership in our industry in Columbus to a dealership in Dubai, I was busy. I had a lot going on. But I said, I think I can do it. I drove from Holland, Michigan to Columbus for six hours on a Wednesday afternoon, had a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour dinner that seemed like ten minutes, mm-hmm. where we engaged a lot in what was important to her as she went to the other side of the world, what Trendway's doing, what we have planned for new products. And I saw her last week in Dubai, and she's bidding Trendway on multiple opportunities. We are the lead product for her. But was it convenient for me to, let me say this, was it impossible for me to go down there to see her? No, not impossible. Maybe a little inconvenient, but I fit it in. And there's a big difference between impossible and inconvenient. But that, I think, is going to lead, fitting that in is going to lead to great business for her and Trenway. And it was a request from one of our team members, Bill, could you do this? And I basically said, I'll figure it out. Okay. And I have other so, examples we can talk about. Absolutely, and we definitely want to hear them. So basically what happened was by you going the extra mile, taking the extra step, uh, it sounds like you probably created a tremendous customer loyalty. Yeah. Because I'm sure it meant, a, it meant a lot to that individual for you to invest the time to come see them. It also uh, made your teammates, your, your, your sales professionals, feel that you were committed to them. Absolutely. Commitment so, earns commitment. <laughs> yes, yes. So there's a lot in that. And I heard some other things that you, you said that I'm going to uh, come back and pinpoint. Uh, Bill, I told you this was going to be the fastest hour of the week, and we're just through a quarter of it already. I and know. When we come, I know. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about what it takes to be successful consistently, uh, what do sales professionals and business professionals need to be saying and doing to catch the attention of, of someone that's in your position. But for the time being, it's time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. My guest today is Bill Bundy, President and CEO of Trendway Corporation. We will talk to you again on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Bill Bundy president and CEO of Trendway Corporation. They are forced to be reckoned with in the office furniture industry. Our title for today's show is Forget Patience, Let's Sell to Top Executives. And Bill is sharing with us today, basically, what does it take to be successful consistently? How do you gain customers? How do you get to someone at his level and get them to want to do business with you or work with you. And, and Bill, before the break, we were talking about uh, you went above and beyond as president and CEO to work with a customer. And we were talking about how that, that, that thing that seems simple can really build customer loyalty. What are some other things you have found that you've done that can also help people grow their business? Well, I, uh, I think relative to uh, customers that we've brought to Trenway, Ty, you have taught us and you've taught me that selling is not telling. That's right. It's about asking the right questions and listening and then demonstrating that you listened to the needs of, uh, of customers. I, I'm going to just share a couple examples with you. One very recent one that goes back to my SQA days. About six months ago, I was asked, Kind of short notice, one of these opportunities just pops up. Some of our sales leaders were traveling to meet with a customer that had been with one of our major competitors for years. We actually thought it was just an attempt to kind of bring another player in to maybe get a better price. But we did learn with with this customer that they were coming to us because they had been let down with deliveries one too many times. And I think, Ty, you know one of my questions. When I met these folks after some brief introductions, I asked them, so as it relates to furniture... What is most important to you? And they had two answers. The first was, we want to buy a product that's durable. 
And I found that answer quite interesting because in our industry where price pressures uh, never relent, uh, we are a bit guilty of cheapening our products in more ways than one. They want a product that will last a long time. The other answer was we expect the manufacturer we choose to ship the product complete on the day promised. We don't want this product to be late. And I uh, shared with this customer some, uh, some data about Trendway's uh, on-time performance. The fact that we back it up, anything that's not ready to ship on the day promised is free. You know a bit about our on-timer on Trendway. Right. And it went on from there. We went over to see the mock-up. And it's interesting, us furniture guys think the furniture is what it's all about. And it is, but it's not. When they saw the mock-up, they said this. Oh, that'll work. The reason they came to us was not because they were unhappy with the furniture that they were buying from another manufacturer. They were unhappy with the service. But you only find that out by asking, so, what's most important to you? I'm going to make a long story short. By the end of that week, we got the nod, and we won that project for a half a million dollars net. From the time the design was complete and the order entered to the point it was installed was five and a half weeks. And they said the other manufacturer would have said eight, and it wouldn't have been done. But it goes to that question, as it relates to furniture, what is most important to you? And many years ago, I'm going to tell one more story, when I was with Miller SQA, and the SQA stood for simple, quick, affordable, make it easy to spec it, get it, and move in, get on with your business. We were working with a very large uh, organization out of Columbus, Ohio, back to Buckeye country, Nationwide Insurance, and they were buying cubicles the country around the country. And it was very evident, very evident, that service is what mattered to them most. And we, with our dealer partner, made a commitment to them, which was almost unheard of back in 1996 or 7. We commit to this. We will install any number of work stations in any of the 48 contiguous states from the point of order receipt to installation complete, ready to move in. It's done in four weeks or it's free anywhere in the 48 states. They couldn't believe it. We won, and we did 10 to $12 million worth of business a year with that account across the country. And I think we gave away about $50,000 because of a miscommunication on a shipping dock. Okay. But it's about what is most important and then demonstrating that you have a solution to meet that need. But you don't learn that stuff by doing the product features and benefits dump on a customer when you meet them. You know what that's all about. That's right. That's right. Your eyes glaze over and you just keep talking. <laughs> that's an excellent point. And, and for my audience, and just for your information as well, Bill, but I just released a free report to show you how to pinpoint the needs of your clients and prospects. And... Those of you who are listening, just go over to questdeck.com and download the report entitled The One Mandatory Skill That Separates the Highly Paid Sales Professional. That free report is available at www.questdeck.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T-D-E-C-K.com. And that goes along with what you were saying, Bill. Bill, you said several key points that I like to point out in my workshops. And, and you said in order to prove a point, instead of just telling them, you showed them data. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Uh, Show them evidence. Yep. And I I have two points that I, I like to share. One is never tell someone what you can ask them. As you said earlier, selling is not telling. It's first about trying to uncover from their perspective what's important to them. And, you know, one of the things we've talked about in the workshop, Bill, is when someone says durable, we want to know what durable means from their perspective, (laughs) you know, because from from everybody, they may have a different definition of what durable stands for. Uh, The other thing, when you show data, that fulfilled one of the things I talk about, which is um, never tell someone what you can show them. Mm -hmm. So when you show them the data, you had information. You have statistics to back up what you were saying. So never tell someone what you can ask them and never tell someone what you can show them. Yeah, evidence uh, speaks loudly and clearly. Wow. You know, I guess I have a lot of different cliches and acronyms, but that goes to another one. Evidence will defeat doubt. Evidence will defeat doubt. You know, on that, uh, from time to time, it, uh, not about selling, but I've had managers with employees that would tell them they'd done something and only to find out that uh, they hadn't. There's one very simple way to manage that. About one out of three times when you've been assured that something has been done, just stand up and, and say, let's go see it. Show me. There you go. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you want to yep. see some? Show me. Let's go see it. That's it. That's it. Now, you know, We have about four minutes before the next break, but I kind of want to go ahead and get into it. Uh, So you said that basically service and commitment to exceptional service is is one of the things that's that's setting you apart. And I think that's for every business. That's for those of you who are listening to us who are in sales or your business owners. What are you doing to provide exceptional service, extraordinary service? service because the only difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra you do consistently. Uh, And it sounds like what you were saying also was the fact that you value everybody. You value the people who work for you. You value your dealers. You value... So because the the people out there today, they do have choices. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody has choices and we vote with our dollars. So uh, what about not being, it's, it's not okay just to be good enough? Yeah, good Good enough is uh, the kiss of death. Good enough will kill you. Good enough is status quo. Good is the enemy of great, that opening line of that great book a few years ago. So you want to get into that and then... Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start. We have, a couple, we have a couple of minutes. Let's go I'd ahead like and get started. I'd like to talk about uh, great service on the front end, and I'll talk about some of the things uh, kind of on the back and uh, great service, which I would categorize as appreciation. But first, uh, we have a commitment at our company that when a dealer calls, they'll get a phone answer with a live voice, not a voicemail. Technology has just put so many people into machines and not human-to-human. So we answer the phone in customer care about 98% of the time with the voice of a person who can help you. But you also must empower that person to be able to make commitments on behalf of the company to satisfy the problem because if you can satisfy the que- answer the question, satisfy the problem, whatever it is, in one call, you feel so respected and so responded to and so reassured. But if you have, if you nine times out of ten you say, "Well, I have to check with my supervisor," that's not going to work. Right. So, 
commit to having the resources to answer the phone and train them and enable them to be empowered. And one of the things we commit to, we're not perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. We are so committed to, I'll say, fixing our mistakes because of some of the greatest customer service I remember are great recoveries. That's it. I remember the great recoveries. And, uh, you know, when you call someone and report a problem, they say, golly, I've never heard of anything like that before. Or are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well I, that's, I, that's I, a well, bad I, start to a good recovery. <laughs> uh, how about I have, a hard, I have a hard time believing our company would do that. Oh, so now you're lying on top of you having the problem. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I won't call you again. <laughs> and, and, and you know what you said is an excellent point because I don't care how solid your organization is. All companies, all organizations fall short occasionally. And we leave a customer that may not be delighted with the outcome. But we can win that customer based on how we recover. Exactly. From that problem, and it's it's almost time. But I'm going to share this with the audience. There there are four things you can do when you drop the ball with the customer. First of all, apologize. Yeah. Okay, own up to what role you had in the problem. Don't pass the buck, but apologize. And the next thing is, to the best of your ability, fix it. And then thirdly. Whenever possible, do something a little extra they weren't even expecting. That helps the medicine go down. And then the last but not least, we need to follow up to confirm to confirm that they are now delighted with the outcome. If you do those four things, apologize, fix it, do something a little extra than what they expected, and follow up. That's how you create customer loyalty. That's how you bounce back from something that didn't go as well as you would have liked for it to go. And, Bill, time for the next break. Do you believe that? I believe it. <laughs> Let's take a break. I know, right? Well, hey, listen, it's time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. My guest today is Bill Bundy, President and CEO of Trendway Corporation. And, Bill, you'll tell him uh, later on how to connect with you, how to check out your company. But we'll talk to you again on the other side of the break, and we'll continue with our conversation. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Bill Bundy, president and CEO of Trinway Corporation. And Bill is been sharing with us what it takes to be successful consistently to grow your customer base. And Bill, let's talk about now. Uh, those individuals out there who are in sales or a business owner, and they are looking to pursue a, a large organization like yours. Uh, one of the things I wrestle with in my workshops that I teach, many of the sales professionals believe that it's just virtually impossible and downright scary to approach someone in the C-suite, someone who's a CEO, CFO, uh, president, COO, chief of opera- you know, operations. Um, What's it like? What do they need to do to get to someone at your level? Is it as rough as they think it is? <laughs> the anticipation is far worse than actually doing it. And first thing you got to realize, it's probably going to take more than one or two or three or four calls. Right. But a, a couple of things for me. First, there's, there's we have dealers across the country that, and I invite them all to do this. When you're working with a client, and you're working to convince them that your dealership and trendway is the way to go, you'll learn who the senior folks are. And ask them, hey, is it okay if the uh, CEO of Trendway were to give your top, top leader a, a call? So they've opened the door. And, Ty, when I actually get to the person, the first thing I do is thank them for the fact that their company is considering our company. It starts mm-hmm. with a thank you. And then with furniture, what I like to ask, uh, do you ever hear uh, how major furniture uh, projects go in your company? And you'll oftentimes hear that it was pretty painful. And then you can have a short conversation. So, so, so do that, you know, and do a little bit of homework too. You might be able to find out just a, one or two little things about that person that makes the call a little bit more personable. You know, they love to play golf or such and such is their favorite red wine or something, if you can find out. But, um, but make the call and uh, leave a message that is specific to uh, an interest and uh, keep it short. But, um, but try. <laughs> nothing just try do you have an example of where someone tried to reach you you said a couple of things first of all I've, I've shared with them that uh, most successful attempts 
at a top-level executive like yourself is going to require really five to eight calls. And it's not that you're trying to avoid them. It's just that you are busy. And so they need to be persistent and and practice what I call courteous determination. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Can can you share an example where someone has actually done that and it it paid off for them? Yeah, yeah. I'll go back a number of years and... I mentioned earlier, when I get phone calls from people I don't know and they're not real specific about what they're calling about, I, I don't call those back quite as, quite as quickly. But back in the late 1980s, I'm going way back when I led uh, supply management purchasing at Herman Miller, a commodity that gave us all kinds of grief was, was fabric. Mm-hmm. Very, very long lead times. Sometimes die lot inconsistencies, but the lead times were killers. And there were so many options and... Many of the fabric vendors back then established the color of the fabric they were going to weave very early in the process at the stock, the stock yarn or fiber stage. So if they guessed wrong, good luck. And back in the late 80s, a company made a few attempts to, uh, to approach me. And, you know, we have our relationships with established vendors, and this company was Millican out of uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. And they... they, they mentioned two things. Lead time, absolutely phenomenal lead times, and we add the uniqueness to the, the good, the color of the pattern, at the end of the process, not the beginning of the process. Huh. I want to learn more. And I remember meeting with Roger Milliken himself and uh, their sales guy where they talked to us about what they were all about. And Within a year, they had fabrics implemented, and by the mid-'90s, I think they were the largest fabric supplier to Herman Miller. I don't know where it is today, but they responded to two things. Lead time, by being able to add the uniqueness to the fabric at the latest possible moment, and their, uh, their processes provided very consistent quality. But they knew. They knew what the, what the pain points were, and they had a response to that. That will get your attention. That will get your attention. And another brief one a year and a half ago, a good friend of mine from the Netherlands asked me if I'd spend a half an hour with a friend of his who was in the U.S. And this guy is the guy that um, brought us Feek. And if you go on our website, you'll see what Feek is. It is creating so much excitement. But it started with giving someone 30 minutes. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, I've got other examples, but that's the idea. Get to something that you know is a pain point, and I think people will listen. Okay. Yep. And, and, and you brought up an excellent point. Uh, you said a couple of things. First of all, gather your data beforehand. Yeah. And, and, and audience, a couple of ways you can find out that information. Uh, one is there's ex- uh, an exhaustive amount of information on just about everyone on the Internet. Uh, so you, if you haven't Googled yourself recently, you ought to. I think you'd be amazed at photographs you find of yourself, yeah. uh, information about yourself. Sometimes I'll find, Bill, that I'm in an actual article I didn't know about yeah. You know when I Google myself. So Google the individual. And also one of the things I talk about is establishing coaches. You know, a coach is someone who has insight about that organization and that individual that you that you're pursuing right. uh, some some of the best coaches can be that administrative assistant 
that uh, uh, or someone from HR, but they will if they feel you can add value, they'll share some information with you. It's not covert information. Right, right. You know, they may say, well, you know, the best time to catch him is yeah. uh, Tuesday mornings or he, he normally works late, so you're better off calling after 5. They may say, yeah, he, he's a golfer. Uh, he's very good. So, you know, in that case, maybe you send them for a meeting. Uh, you play golf, right, Bill? Well, I, I used to. Okay. <laughs> I take the time to do it now, but I love it. Yeah. Well, I, I attempt to play myself, but one of the things I've seen done is if someone sent you uh, a sleeve of Pro V1 golf balls, but guess what? It was just a sleeve without the balls, and they said they would bring the balls with them. Yeah. That, that might catch your attention. That might work. You know, uh, to, to, to give them an opportunity because that was a little bit creative. So that's right. That's, yeah, so that's excellent. Um, and any other things that you can identify that might, and we talked about that persistence. Uh, and and it's not that you're being difficult. I had a a gentleman say one time that this lady called him, and she was selling radio advertising. And in the entire existence of his company, which it was probably about eighty years old, they had never advertised on the radio. Mm-hmm. So so the first time she called after he heard radio, he deleted immediately. And then she called the second time. And he got a little further into the message, deleted it. The third time she called, she said, radio. No, we never do radio. And he got ready to leave. He said, hold on a second. Radio. Radio. You know, okay, maybe I'll take a look and see what she has to offer. Who knows? But he said, next time she calls, I'll talk to her. But guess what, Bill? She never called again. Yeah. She just so, go ahead. gave up. Yeah, she left money on the table. That's so. Right. So what you're hearing from Bill's lips is, and we've heard this from several different executives. We heard from an executive at Tech Data. Uh, you just have to be persistent. That courteous determination uh, will help you get through. Were there any other traits or examples you can share, Bill? Well, yeah, something uh, I think it's around maintaining loyalty and so forth, and it's kind of that appreciation on the back end. Something. It relates, I think, to what we're talking about, Ty, but when I, I write a handwritten thank you note to every dealer salesperson with any order over $25,000 net, that's not a big order. A wow. handwritten note. And recently, one of our sales leaders in Canada sent me a copy and paste from a text message he got. Peter, I just got a handwritten thank you note from Bill Bundy for an order I sent to Trenway. I sold product for... ABC company for 20 years and never got a handwritten thank you note. Wow. That note that took me a minute and a half to write, priceless. But I've learned if you show appreciation for people's business and their time, it means the world to them because very few people take time to sincerely say thank you. That is such an awesome point because I have known of sales professionals who just keep the thank you cards and envelopes uh, literally in their briefcase. So when they leave an appointment and they get to that vehicle, instead of even waiting until they get back to the office, just go ahead and take a moment right then and there and, and address it. Go ahead and write your note, uh, put a stamp on it, and first mailbox your pass, you drop it in, and it's done. 
and and like you said, fit it in and got it done. Yeah, it makes a tremendous impact on the individual that received it because that's what we talk about. You remember the book uh, from the early two thousands talking about? It's called the Purple Cow. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, and the premise of that book is. Are you a purple cow? And and the author was talking about driving through Europe, and he saw a lot of black cows and black and white cows. But he said if he saw a purple cow, that would really stand out. So are we being a purple cow to the people that we're pursuing to do business with and the people that we're already doing business with? What are we doing that helps us to stand out? And that's a great point. I mean, as, as, as busy as you are, for you to invest how long? What? Two minutes, maybe three? Two minutes a card, you know. It does. It's and it's. I mean, I handwrite it. It's. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's. It's a wonderful thing to do. I handwrite birthday cards to all of our employees to mail it to their house. Okay. All right. Okay. Now you 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 stepping up the notch for a lot of people out there. Oh. <laughs> uh, and we're going to continue to talk about this, uh, Bill. We, believe it or not, last break, man. I got gotcha. you. It's going to be fast. Uh, it's we'll time for us to take another quick break. Uh, this is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. My guest today is Bill Bundy, President and CEO of Trendway Corporation. We're going to talk to you again on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Looking for a business talk radio program that's unlike any other talk radio program you've heard before? It's time to check out Game On! Business Talk Radio with host Dr. D. Anthony Miles. Dr. Miles and his guests will tackle some of the unconventional and controversial issues and topics in the business world. We'll outline, discuss, and provide solutions to certain problems in marketing, business management, financial accounting, and policies. You and your business can't afford to miss a show. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on The Voice. America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Bill Bundy, President and CEO of Trinway Corporation. And Bill, we have a few more minutes left uh, before we end this, this show. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add or share with our audience that can give them some insight regarding growing their business? Well, I'd like to share another customer story that I have many of them. I think stories bring credibility to who you are and your company. And by the way, one of the things I love to talk about, which is it's actually different than this, is kind of the heart and soul of our company and our commitment to our community. But uh, talk about a customer, maybe mention a couple authors and books I've found very helpful over the years. But a few years ago, one of our longtime dealers called me on a Sunday and he sold a lot of furniture to uh, the schools in Fairfax County, Virginia. And one of their admin buildings had had a fire, an arson fire. And, man, they needed furniture fast. And uh, I think we actually, when they had a chance for new furniture, it took a little time. And we got a spec on Thursday, about $300,000 worth of furniture. And it was installed the following Tuesday. And I had people from that school district write us notes saying, you did the impossible. But it led to another opportunity. We were hosting... The, uh, the administrators of another large school district, including the person in this school that dealt with furniture. And we were hosting them, and the product was fine, and we, we talked a lot about our commitment to service, and we had shared the story about the arson fire. As we were wrapping up, the, uh, there was a lady, the person that bought the furniture, that was sitting just to my right, and she had a look on her face. And I said, Laurie, you want to believe us, don't you? I do. I do want to believe what you're telling us about your service to be true. I really do. I said, well, Lori, if it isn't, I'm going to give you my business card that has my cell phone number on it. If you have any problems, you can call me. And as you know from Bob over here, he called me on a Sunday and I called him back. We got the business. I... Our owner at the time said, Bill, when you handed her that business card and invited her to call you, the look on her face was, I do believe you. And that, I've always remembered that story. You could, I could just, you want to believe us, don't you? And there's not one other manufacturer that says, just please no, we don't ship on time. Just please no, it won't be complete. No one will say that. But she's had many experiences where it was the case. So it's, it's kind of a fun one from years ago, just handing her that business card and saying, you can call me. It, uh, I think it was the, the closer for that million-dollar-plus uh, project. And you know, that brings up another point about uh, commitment. And that's where really testimonials and referrals can be extremely powerful. And they give you credibility. <laughs> exactly, because yeah. they, they say advertising is what you say about yourself. Public, good public relations is what other people say about you. And, and one of the things I really encourage my listeners to do is get the referrals and the testimonials from your customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're willing to, to give them to you. As a matter of fact, you became my customer, Bill, from a, a, a referral. Right. And, right. and exactly a testimonial. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> Uh, of of someone who had gone through my class, and as right. a result, uh, he gave me your number. You get, and he gave you my number. You reached out to me before I could get to you. <laughs> That's right. I want to learn more about this guy named Ty Maynard. 
Yeah. And so testimonials can be powerful. Referrals can be extremely powerful in growing your business. You know, right. we, we, we have a couple of minutes left, uh, Bill. I mentioned one book called The Purple Cow. You, I think you mentioned a book called uh, Good to Great. Do you have any other books that the audience well, might find I, uh, worth I reading? Think I'd recommend all of Patrick Lencioni's books. They're fables. They're great stories. Uh, I think his books are great. Years ago, I found The Leadership Challenge by Kuznets and Posner to be wonderful. And a book that demonstrates leadership through the most challenging of times, it's a true book. It's a true story with wonderful leadership lessons, is Shackleton's Way. It is a, it's about a, an ex-forward ex that went to the Antarctic in the early 1900s, and it's it's a great book about leadership, and we think we have challenges today. This guy had challenges. Those are some author, Lencioni, Leadership Challenge, Shackleton's Way, great books. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and, and let's not forget, um, like I said, forget, let's see, not, well, obviously forget patience, let's sell something, but The Purple Cow, uh, which is a book by Seth Golden, and that talks about how to be remarkable. How to be exceptional, and Bill, I just want to thank you again for being on the show because it's it's that time again. You're welcome. Uh, and one of the things that you you mentioned on many occasions was customer intimacy, and the way to be intimate with your customer is really to invest the time on the front end to really understand who they are, to understand where they want to take their company, their goals, their vision as well as any issues that could hinder their long-term success. And once again, I really want you to go over to questdeck.com and download a free report I developed that will explain the one mandatory skill that separates the highly paid sales professionals from the others. That's questdeck, Q-U-E-S-T, D-E-C-K.com. You don't have to spend the dime. Just download the free report. One mandatory skill that separates the highly paid sales professionals from the others. And, man, I tell you what, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad uh, the audience got a chance to hear us have a conversation. And our conversations normally go like this. We're talking about, okay, how can we be of greater service to our customers? How can we add value? How, let me ask you a question, Bill. How can my audience uh, get in touch with you if they want to reach you or any websites you like to recommend them to? No, that's easy. First, our website is trendway.com. It's a bright, uh, vibrant, uh, fun website. Uh, phone number, my phone number, 616-399-3900. I'll take your call and uh, email bbundy at trendway.com, B-B-U-N-D-Y at trendway.com. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks again, man. I, I know you're, you're suffering. <laughs> I know you're suffering a little bit from uh, jet lag earlier this this week because you were in the Middle East last week, and uh, as, and as a matter of fact, took my call while he was there. Uh, how, right. what, what, was the, what was the time frame different? The time distance be, difference between eight, us? Eight hours, I think. Well, maybe, yeah, eight hours, eight or seven. I don't remember if I, I was in Kuwait or I think I called you from Kuwait actually. No, okay, it, it doesn't matter. Eight, seven or eight. Okay, all right. And uh, so you got a chance to hear us talk, and we are always looking 
for opportunities to grow our businesses, to better serve our customers. And that's what I believe you're trying to do, those of you who are listening. So apply the principles that Bill shared with you. Uh, just real simple. Uh, go above and beyond what's expected of you. Take the time to show people that you genuinely appreciate them, that you're genuinely interested in their success, and you'll be amazed because that's, that's really rare today. Uh, there's an old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Amen. That, that's an old saying, but it's real. And our time is up again. Once again, the fastest hour of the week, Bill. Thanks again for being on the show. You're most welcome. And those of you listening, we look forward to you being with us again next week, this same time. In the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Everyone, have a great day, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. <laughs>